brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. to the big show. He could go
hombres. W-A-A-R. We are America Radio, your number one source for streaming political and government talk anywhere. I'm Hutch Bailey Jr., deep down in the bunker in my Smith & Wesson studio in the city of Pittsburgh. Please follow me on Spreaker. I'll say good evening to everyone in the chat room, uh, the best chat room around. Uh, please follow me on Spreaker. Look, check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Cold War Radio 405. Cold War Radio is available and is a proud iHeart Radio program. You can email the show at scrtv at live.com. The call in line 412 567 1460. If you'd like to get on the show tonight, the chat room is up on Spreaker. Go to steelcityresistance.blogspot.com. Catch all the links you need, catch the show notes. And if you can help, hit the donate button. Also, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen Clinton Cash yet, uh, it's over on the featured featured episode uh, in the right-hand column right up at the top. So go check that out. You don't want to miss all that information. It's at the heart of most of these WikiLeaks, a lot of these WikiLeaks uh, stories. So check that out. Now, I, I want to thank you for your increased listenership. We have moved up to number eight on Spreaker Politics, and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shows. I, I went on there, and I just started scrolling down to see how many they were. there were. And you know how when a, a website or a web page continually is adding that when your cursor gets to the bottom, it repopulates with another page? Well, I never got to the end, I'll tell you that. So congratulations, and thank you very much. Uh, now, I want to talk a little bit right off the bat here. I want to talk about... Of the media, but specifically about the Fox News Channel. Now, there's been a uh, 
to me, to, to just somebody who's been watching it for a long time, uh, you know they had a leadership change. And I think I'm starting to notice it a lot. I mean, you know, Brett Bear, I used to I used to watch this guy religiously. I really, really have a lot of respect. I'm losing some, but I, I, I have in the past had a lot of respect for the guy. But he comes on the show tonight. Now, me, you have to understand, I've been going through news sites all all evening, you know, all afternoon and evening to get the show ready. And all I'm seeing is Rasmussen says Trump's in the lead, and he pulls the lead, two points in the lead, and the, this poll and that poll. And then, you know, Fox News gets on there, and the opening line that Fox News led with was Clinton widens the lead to eight points. It says Trump is hemorrhaging supporters. I'm thinking, now, <laughs> I must be missing something here. And again, I know I'm the one that told you don't listen to the polls. Uh, but I, I just wanted to say that because it was working for me a little bit today. It was it was getting me down in the dumps. Uh, but you can't do that. You gotta you gotta believe your eyes. Uh, you know what what you're seeing right now. And this is this is how unprofessional the military or the media really is. I mean, they're taking these stories. This happens almost every cycle. They're putting the Herman Cain maneuver on Donald Trump. They're getting women out of the Clinton campaign to come out and just tell these lies. I mean, and and the media is taking these stories with the same or more weight than the Clinton crimes. I mean, think about it. These are allegations that... They come out all the time, remember, with Herman Cain, and then as soon as he got out of the race, one of the ladies lived in Axelrod's building. And as soon as he got out of the race, you never seen these women again. They didn't go on to sue him. He had money. They didn't go on to sue him or anything like that. They just went away. Harry Reid lied about Mitt Romney paying taxes, and when it was over, hey, we won, didn't we? Hopefully the American people aren't as stupid this time. But this is something that, uh, you know, it really, I know, I know I've been saying this, but I've been watching Fox News so long, it's just part of my day. But, but I guess I'm going to have to rethink that again. Uh, I just wonder what's going to happen if what I feel in my gut happens and we win in a landslide. What are the consequences going to be for these people in the media that tried to take us out? Because that's what they're doing. They're doing everything in their power to give Hillary Clinton an edge because she can't get a majority. I mean, neither one of these people. I mean, if you go by the polls, though, I mean that's the other thing. You know, there's some things going on out here that uh, they say that the L.A. Times poll, the reason why it keeps coming up Trump is because they're, they sought out people that never voted before. And I think that's a large contingent of some of these people coming out to these rallies because they're not these people that are coming to Trump rallies aren't political types. I've been going to rallies for decades. And normally when you go to a rally, you got people in suits and ties and, you know, dressed nice and, you know, it's political types. Well, that's not the same people that are here. This is a cross section of the middle class that's going to these rallies. These are people in Trump t-shirts and they're there and they're, they're at like a carnival uh, atmosphere. And I'm going to talk about the, the jaded reporting on them. Uh, in a minute also.
But uh, in Pennsylvania, the GOP registers 243,000 new voters, of which 100,000 were former Democrats. And the real clear politics average of polls tells me that Clinton is up by 8.9% or something in that area. How is that? It just doesn't make sense. Now, Qatar, or if you're really smart, Gutter, gave the Clinton Foundation a million-dollar check for Bill's birthday. I want you to listen to a clip about this. New emails released by WikiLeaks in connection with its dump of John Podesta's email server indicate that Qatar, an Islamist state in the Persian Gulf, gave former President Bill Clinton a check for $1 million for his birthday. The email indicates Foundation officials also met with representatives from Brazil, Peru, Malawi, and Rwanda to discuss donations and philanthropic strategies for the Foundation. Qatar would like to see WJC for five minutes in NYC to present $1 million check that Qatar promised for WJC's birthday in 2011. Amy Desai, director of foreign policy for the Clinton Foundation, wrote in 2012, with WJC referring to William Jefferson Clinton. The email was sent to a number of Clinton aides, including Doug Band. The thread also indicates that Qatar allocated $20 million for development in Haiti after a massive earthquake devastated the impoverished Caribbean nation and left nearly a quarter million dead. Desai indicated the Qataris would welcome our suggestions as regards investment priorities. The foundation's activities in Haiti have been the subject of press scrutiny in recent days. Not enough press scrutiny, though. Uh, all that Qatari money got, got the Haitians the best tarps money could buy. I'll tell you, the Donald Trump campaign should go to Haiti. They should go there and expose this. Uh, it's one of the most horrific things. Uh, but think about this now. You have an Islamic nation, among several others, who have over a million dollars in the Clinton Foundation, and then you wonder why Hillary Clinton wants to boost immigration from Muslim countries up 500%. You think that's not a immigration jihad, that she's not facilitating the destruction of our culture? That's what she's doing. I'm going to tell you something else. I got, a, I got something that's really starting to bother me. It, it was just a, a little small bother at first, but it's getting worse and worse. And this goes to John Podesta, Hillary Clinton, and any of the rest of you rat leftist just hold hold the lid on the language there Uh, for you people to be so low and such scum that you would risk a war with Russia over politics and over political power you would risk see what you don't understand because you people are morons what you don't understand is is that every war that we've been in in the last hell since World War II, really, with the possible exception of North Korea, because China was involved in that in a big way. So was Russia, too. The Soviet Union had provided pilots. But the rest of the people that we faced never had the capability of threatening this country. Well, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, 
with the antics of the Obama administration, with the minimizing or minimization of our nuclear warhead capability. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Russia most certainly has the capacity, if not the capability, of inflicting dire harm on this country. And for these nitwits, for Podesta, who looks like a... a an E.T. bobblehead doll to continue to blame Russia for these hacks is, is beyond reproach. Russia didn't hack into your system. And who cares if they did? Look what's in your system. You're a rotten criminal. Stop that. Stop doing that immediately. Are there any sane Democrats left that could tell these people to stop this foolishness? Have you noticed what Russia has been doing? Did you know that they pulled all their families from foreign countries, ambassadorships, and, and missions home? They're moving SS-300 anti-aircraft missiles and possibly some 400s all over the place. Don't play with fire. You're not qualified. You're not smart enough. Stop it. Now let's talk about something that's equally as disturbing. 412-567-1460. Let's talk about something that's equally, as equally disturbing. And the title of this is, you know, it's, it doesn't really ring any bells. Kind of seems to be kind of a trivial article. And it's by Ross Vaughn, Russ Vaughn. And it's entitled, The Real Story About the Lack of Trump Lawn Signs. And basically what this is, is a guy at the American Thinker was lamenting about this. And he wrote something about it. And what he got back was he lives in a, a solidly middle-class neighborhood of cops, nurses, teachers, you know, the, the demographic where there was Romney signs all over the place and McCain signs before that. But there's no Trump signs. Now, I must counter that, that I have a Trump sign in my yard, and there have since seven have sprung up around it. Uh, and I think that's because they might have noticed that nobody messed with mine or whatever. But this, he wrote something about it in the, in the comments section. Let me just... Uh, get this verbatim since I quoted the guy already. He said that uh, 
A quick survey of the many comments following the article will quickly disabuse you of that as the primary cause. And the primary cause that he mentioned was harmony in the house between the husband and the wife. Far and away, the most frequently expressed reason for failure to publicly demonstrate a citizen's loyalty and support for the Donald with signs of or bumper stickers has nothing to do with domestic disagreement within the home, but rather with liberal Democrat lawlessness. Now, as I go into this article, uh, this this article makes the case. Well, let's just let's just let the author spin it, unwind it. Comment after comment to Michael's article reveals a reluctance to publicly declare one's political stance for fear of signs being stolen and homes and yards vandalized, or especially in the case of bumper stickers, with one's car being keyed by inspired members of that mob of supporters of free speech and inclusivity who support Hillary Clinton. Those comments came from wide swaths of the country and quite sadly represent a reality that this old man never thought he'd live to see, Americans afraid to publicly post their political loyalties for fear of retribution from disagreeable fellow citizens. Born myself at the start of World War II, I'm a relentless reader of history and novels set in the years leading up to that war, primarily in Europe, but in Asia as well. Because of the knowledge gained in my reading, I've always been dismissive of liberal claims that American conservatives were Nazis and fascists. The comparison is mostly an error, as those European movements were essentially leftist and socialist in nature, admittedly to the right of the Soviet-supported communist movement, but still well to the left of American conservatism. So I'm reluctant to resurrect that chestnut of an argument that my political opponents are Nazis. But I swear to you, if you know the history of those times, you can't help but be aware of the similarities in the fanatic intolerant behaviors between contemporary Democrat liberals and the fascist movements of those foreboding times. Under the rubric of political correctness promoted by the Democrat Party, we are witnessing a BOA-like crushing constriction of the cherished constitutionally certified concept of free speech. More and more we are told that language perfectly acceptable but a short time ago is now threatening to one or another segment of society that the Democrats have singled out for special linguistic and social protections. To anyone who has studied that period, this language-controlling behavior by Democrats is so parallel to that of those who fermented the deadly socialist movements of pre-World War II Europe that it easily justifies a comparison. Stealing opposition political signs vandalizing yards and homes, destroying the paint jobs of cars bearing disliked political messages, all of it conveys a clear message of political intolerance, long incubated by the Democratic Party, and now come to full growth in this election year, that should demonstrate to all reading this that these free speech crushing Democrats, like their European fascist predecessors, need to be crushed themselves. One question. When was the last time you heard of anyone stealing Hillary signs? Of course, that lacked to be the result of the inability to even find one. Now, they're starting to pop up around here now. Uh, but I thought that was... I read it because I have a Trump sign. That's what got me... Drug, drew, drew me to the, to the article. But you can't deny that. 
You cannot deny that. These Democrats are like the brown shirts. They took a guy the other day that was, well, you've seen the demonstrations at the Trump rallies, but this guy had a Bill Clinton is a rapist shirt. They beat him down. Uh, this It's total intolerance. You look at it and it's absolutely uh, like the Nazis. Now, I want to tell you the what they feel about us, what the what the left the left wing inside the Beltway elite media feel about us. I want you to listen to Michael Cohen. The Trump cult of personality was on full display in PA, and, I, and you know I think that the uh, the verbiage in this thing he doesn't get it because I agree with almost everything he says. See if you don't catch yourself. Yeah, well that's true. When I'm going through this from Wilkesbury, PA. There are so many troubling aspects to a Donald Trump presidential rally, it's hard to keep count. There are the constant chants of CNN sucks, it does, and lock her up, yes, please. There are the t-shirts and signs that read Hillary for prison and other off-color descriptions of the first female presidential nominee. And then there is Trump's dark conspiratorial rhetoric. At various points during Trump's meandering, incoherent speech, here Monday night, he said that the election in Pennsylvania would be stolen in Philadelphia by you-know-who, read black people. He professed his love for WikiLeaks and then read from some of the, rel- the recent emails the group released and which the Russian government hacked in order to help Trump. Now, this is, I mean, he repeatedly labeled Hillary Clinton a liar, okay, and she is as crooked as a $3 bill, yeah. And reiterated his call for her to be sent to prison. At one point, Trump brought up a young child dressed like him and then asked the little boy if he'd rather go with his daddy or Trump. The little boy said Trump, an answer that considering the cult of personality around the candidate was cringe-inducing. The evening was about fear of the, middle, of the media, anxiety about terrorists, and people of color. Trump again spoke about African-American communities in apocalyptic terms, hatred of Hillary Clinton, and resentment toward elites and snobs who look down their noses at ordinary, hardworking Americans, probably like the author. Trump embodies their resentments, and the crowd's reaction to him is so over-the-top, so (laughs) adulatory, and so unquestioning that at times... The passion of a Trump rally feels more sexual than political. This dude's sick, man. <laughs> when Trump joked during the primaries that he could shoot someone on New York's Fifth Avenue and not lose support, I don't think people appreciated the accuracy of the statement. Now, let's just uh, talk about that for a second. You've got a candidate in Hillary Clinton that has killed people, that is stone-cold busted, And she has given away state secrets. She has said her campaign, it is proven by these emails, is down on Catholics, down on Hispanics, down on people from the South. I mean, there's not a group in there that these people don't loathe. And they're going to (laughs) call... This is something else. Uh, Trump supporters are completely unhesitating in their support for him, Virtually every person in Wilkesbury was wearing some Trump paraphernalia, a Trump shirt, a button, or a Make America Great Again hat. 
These are the Trump true believers who have been with him since the beginning of the campaign. They love his lack of political correctness. They believe he has the business acumen to turn the economy around, and they think he cares about them in his heart. He doesn't have to run for president, they said. He doesn't need it. He's a regular guy, one woman told me, who will keep us safer. And contrary to media descriptions of his supporters, these were not the prototypical white working-class Rust Belt denizens. This was a solidly middle-class crowd. Above all, the precious few were willing to countenance any criticism of the man, even on something as universally condemned as his hot mic recordings from Access Hollywood. No, sir, those were not universally condemned. It was stupid, and he was stupid to do it, but I'm not condemning the guy for it. It happened 10 years ago, and he wasn't a politician then, people told me. He showed respect for the the woman, Nancy O'Dell, who wouldn't sleep with him. One woman said, you know, this is all something that they're, they're just, it's a waste of time. Who cares about that? Almost without fail, every Trump supporter I spoke with brought up Bill Clinton and his allegedly more depraved behavior. It became such a rote answer that I finally exasperatingly asked one woman how she could criticize Clinton's behavior while at the same time excusing Trump's. Excuse me, excusing Trump's. It's just talk from Trump, she said. Clinton did those things. Then she went on to criticize the woman, the women who would let Trump accost them. Where's their self-respect? She asked. So we're going to go through three paragraphs of this madness. But anyway, uh, you can see Hillary's a liar. She's crooked. She's in it for the money. They regurgitate back to me every conspiracy theory that Trump has promulgated about the Clintons. But now listen to the conspiracy theories he lists. Benghazi, deleting her emails, acid washing them, selling uranium to the Russians. He absolutely did all that. She did. And this guy doesn't get it. He thinks that that's some kind of a conspiracy theory, and he wants to call Trump people brainwashed. I mean, this is he, he's making the case for why everybody is, is furious at this government in his article against Trump. Most ominously for the GOP, many were furious at other Republicans for distancing themselves from Trump. One woman told me she would not vote for Senator Pat Toomey, a Republican who is locked in a close race in the Keystone State who will not support Donald Trump and who is 100% for gun control. You have a guy like that in there, what's the point? Others felt that national Republicans had a responsibility to get in line. When I asked one woman if she could understand how some Republicans might not want to vote for Trump, she insisted that party loyalty must come first. The entire evening was a troubling reminder that no matter what happens on Election Day and no matter how badly Trump loses, the mania and cult-like following of his supporters and their deep mistrust and loathing, not just for Hillary Clinton, but for the Republican establishment, will not abate any time soon. Their devotion to Trump could destroy the party that he now leads. Well, let me, let me just explain something to you there, uh, Mr. Cohen. That party's dead. It's dead and gone. It's never coming back. And what you said is true. If Donald Trump would happen to win, happen to lose, do you think all these millions of people are going to go back for a regular establishment Republican who spit on them during this process? Do you really think so? What about you, Paul Ryan? Do you think so? You better think about it because these people are mad 
and there's millions of them, and they're coming out by the tens of thousands to rallies in every town, every county in this country. Be careful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Cold War Radio, and we are America Radio. I'm Hutch Bailey Jr. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. listening to Cold War Radio. The Clintons. From dead broke to worth hundreds of millions. So how did Hillary end up filthy rich? Pay-to-play politics. Staggering amounts of cash poured into the Clinton Foundation from criminals, dictators, countries that hate America. Hillary cut deals for donors, sold out American workers, exploited Haitians in need. She even handed over American uranium rights to the Russians. Hillary Clinton only cares about power, money, and herself. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. Our next president faces daunting challenges in a dangerous world. Iran promoting terrorism, North Korea threatening, ISIS on the rise, Libya and North Africa in chaos. Hillary Clinton failed every single time as Secretary of State. Now she wants to be president. Hillary Clinton doesn't have the fortitude, strength, or stamina to lead in our world. She failed as Secretary of State. Don't let her fail us again. 
I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. Hillary Clinton likes to tout her foreign policy experience. But when it came time for help for four Americans in Benghazi, Libya, Hillary Clinton did nothing. This is a running trend with the Clintons. 1993 World Trade Center, six dead. Tanzania, Kenya, U.S. embassies, 224 dead. U.S. Navy warship Cole suicide boat attack, 17 sailors dead. The Clintons did nothing. Make America number one is responsible for the content of this advertising. C is for Clinton, whose campaign is sliding. And C is for the classified emails she's hiding. C is for concussion, a bump in December. And C is for can't, as in I can't remember. C is for closet where servers were hid. And C is for cough that's affecting her bid. C is for cash, as in pay to play. Don't you see she is lying in so many ways? Reform America Fund is responsible for this message. What I want to be known as the guy who was awakened uh, from a sleepwalking liberalism by a man by the name of Clarence Thomas, who stood there in a dignified manner as they tried to destroy him, yet he, did, he, wasn't, he wasn't destroyed. And I want the Democratic Party and liberalism, I want my professors at Tulane and in the humanities departments to know that they tried to brainwash me to side with liberal Democrats in order to attack those that disagreed. And I want my legacy to be that they know that they screwed with the wrong guy. In the United States of America, you have the right to think freely. You have the right to be whatever you want in this United States. And the idea that the Democrat media complex would tell you that you are a slave to an ideology, to a mindset, that if you don't abide by it, uh, we're going to punish you severely, that's as un-American as anything that I can possibly imagine. I don't care if the, you would agree with me or disagree with me on policy. What I care about is that you have the freedom in this country to live your life as a free, rugged individualist. And I am at war with anybody that would tell you that you don't have a right to be a free man. Andrew Breitbart, thank you, man, thank for you. being here with me today. Thank you. Back to Cold War Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Hope the volume levels are right. Appreciate that from the from the chat room. Uh, let's talk about Charles E. Moore and GOP, the bastion of piety. This really ticks me off. You know, I, I was talking to somebody about this the other night. Somebody I really respect uh, and, and thought that it was a bad idea for Trump to go after Ryan. And, and you know, really, I, I I wish it wasn't that way. But it's clear that these globalists are lined up against us. They didn't, Trump didn't go after Ryan. Ryan went after Trump. Ryan threw rain on Trump's parade after he crushed Hillary Clinton in the debate. And now there's talk that one of Ryan's top advisors, you've heard of him before over the years, Dan Senor, is the one that provided that tape. 
I don't know that that's true. But if it is, it should be the end of a party. I mean, they should banish him. Really, what should happen right now? Paul Ryan should resign as the Speaker of the House. He can't do the job. He said that he won't do the job. He has two primary missions. His one primary mission is to represent his people in in Wisconsin. But as the Speaker, he has the responsibility to get our candidate over the top. And he is not meeting that. And if he had any honor in his, he doesn't. But if he did have any honor, he would resign and say, hey, look, I can't do this job. I'm going to step down, put somebody in here who can. He's a disgrace. Trump's 2005 hot mic scandal is an example of why the GOP always loses Democrats. This is a perfect illustration of how the GOP leaders run for cover while Democrats unify for the good of their agenda. Todd Akin comes to mind. Instead of rallying behind the party candidate, GOP leaders would rather promote their own personal pride and moral high ground. Division like that does not win presidential campaigns. The GOP has always had a chronic case of it's all about me as opposed to it's all about us. What did we learn on October 7th, 2016? Did we learn that Trump is attracted to beautiful women? Nope. He was married to the three supermodels and had kids by all three. Did we learn that Trump ogles women and uses vulgar language? Nope. What heterosexual, red-blooded American man has not done this in the past among friends? Did we learn that the most pious of the GOP have never ogled a woman or made a crude comment? Yes. Apparently, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and House Speaker Paul Ryan have never uttered a foul word about a hot babe to a friend or a colleague. Further, many leaders in the GOP have never done it either because they are all chastising Trump for his lewd comments. Let's examine for a moment Hillary's email scandal. FBI investigations, Benghazi, and multiple congressional investigations, not to mention her husband's scandals. Through them all, Democrats circled the wagons and protected their own. This is why they win. The agenda, the party, it's all bigger than one person. When Hillary Clinton says stronger together, she's not referring to the American people. No, she's referring to the Democrat Party. Clinton's email scandal, according to FBI Director James Comey's own words, put national secrets at risk. Not even her fiercest rival in this Democrat primary race, Bernie Sanders, would speak ill of her. In fact, in the first Democrat debate with Anderson Cooper, Sanders said, I think the secretary is right, and that is I think the American people are sick and tired of hearing about your damn emails. Hillary smiled and thanked him. The crowd roared with approval, even at his own peril, Sanders helped sweep under the rug what might hurt the party. As First Lady Michelle Obama campaigns for Hillary, not a word is mentioned in the media or among Democrat pundits how Michelle Obama said that Hillary was unfit to run the White House. At a 2007 campaign event in Chicago, Ms. Obama said if you can't run your own house, you can't run the White House. But that was then and this is now. In 2016, Hillary is the anointed one and President Obama And Michelle are on record as saying, there is no one more qualified for the presidency than Hillary Clinton. Rally the troops, circle the wagons, and never ever show dissension in the party ranks. 
when it comes to the Republican Party, dissension is their middle name. Trump used foul language. Trump ogled a woman. Trump made reference to what he would like to do to that attractive woman. Compared to what Hillary has done, this is minor. But according to several GOP leaders, this is unforgivable, and Trump should drop out of the race. All because the moral high ground is more important than winning the White House. You cannot win in politics if the moral high ground is more important than the party's agenda. GOP leaders should have silenced their party while privately recommending that Trump issue an apology. Americans are quick to forgive. Then the morning after the apology, GOP leaders could hit the talk show circuit pointing to the apology and urging Americans to focus on the pillars of the campaign, border security, rebuilding the military, law and order, reducing taxes, and reducing regulations. See, the problem with that is is that immigration is not in the Republican Party's interest. It's in America's interest, but it's not in these uh, Chamber of Commerce globalist Republicans' interest. That's what we should be the focus of this election season, not some lewd comment that Trump made 11 years ago. What difference at this point, what difference does it make? Unfortunately, they chose a different path, breaking the cardinal rule, never show dissension. To quote Godfather Vito Corleone to his son Santino, never tell anybody outside the family what you were thinking. The Democrats live by this commandment. The GOP, on the other hand, breaks this rule with predictable regularity. Until they learn the lesson, they are destined to lose battle upon battle. Advice to Mr. Trump. Disavow Republican leaders. Paint them as part of the problem in Washington, the establishment that is against you. Remind us that you are the outsider that will finally make a difference because you are not owned or controlled by anyone with a political agenda greater than make America great again. Hear, hear. 412-567-1460 if you'd like to be part of the program. Uh, as we move along, M. Catherine Evans. Let's talk about that for a second first before we, before we move along. You know, if we have Republicans, and this has been this way for a long time, we've all scratched our head, you know, wondering why certain things happen, why certain legislation passes, why they don't stand up to anything. And, you know, you got to you gotta understand that this is why. I mean, this is, these people are in there and they have a title and they have a party and they have a position in the party, uh, but they're getting paid by the Chamber of Commerce and some things don't matter. Carrie from Florida, what's going on? What's on your mind? Well, oh, thank you. I don't know. That's I mean it's a it's a cell phone connect. I'm doing the best we can here. All right. Anyway, so ladies and gentlemen, yeah, sometimes you know the this isn't this isn't terrestrial radio, you know. We got the internet, you got different things uh coming through here, but let me bump this audio back up a little bit. Uh but anyway, I don't want to waste a whole lot of time on that. Uh I, I do what I can. I mean, I, I'm out here and I don't like the 
I don't appreciate the the current media. I think that they're uh, owned by six different corporations. And when I when I saw Brett Baer, the amount of time they spend on these allegations from these these ladies that come out, it just uh, you know it's not important. Carrie, let's try it again. You got you got you got plenty of audio there. I'm watching my mixer. All right, that's good. That's good. What I wanted, what I right. Sorry about that. I don't know what's going on. Uh, every now and then, you have different glitches that are that are uh, happening let me just check one more thing here i don't want to eat up too much time but uh no that's why i see why i see why right there that's a shame go ahead and try and call back again carrie i found out what was wrong uh, if you want to call back one more time sorry ladies and gentlemen i had a setting i have i have a little inside baseball stuff here i'm on the wayne dupree program right after this program and it has different settings uh, than the settings i need to have to accept calls and what happened was is I never changed the settings back over. That was my error. That's right in my show setup on how to do it. But now you will be able to listen to Carrie. Carrie, what's going on? All right. Third time's a charm, oh, right, my brother? <laughs> okay. All right. We'll do, we'll do this. We'll do this next time. Uh, so we'll, we'll figure it out. Every now and then this happens. Uh, sorry, Carrie. Don't know what's going on. Don't have time now. Uh, radio guy. Now, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go. And we're going to move directly into today in Cold War history. 1957, popular sci-fi film reflects America's ambivalence about nuclear weapons. Movie audiences in America are treated to the science fiction thriller The Amazing Colossal Man. The film revolves around a character named Colonel Manning who strays too close to the test of an atomic device in the Nevada desert and is bombarded with plutonium rays. This was but one of many such movies released in the 50s which cannot be dismissed as merely amusing artifacts from that decade. While these weapons were the backbone of the nation's defense system, many in the United States were uncertain about the atomic and hydrogen bombs. Were they too inhumane? What were the repercussions of radioactivity? And could they ever really be used without sealing the fate of humankind? Hollywood registered these concerns and played upon them. In Them, 1954, ants exposed to radiation wrote enormous size and threatened humanity. The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, 1953, tells the tale of a dinosaur thawed out by an atomic test in the Arctic that ravages New York City. And in one of the best of this class of film, a man survives being caught in a nuclear test only to find himself shrinking away to nothing in the incredible shrinking man of 1957. The Cold War and the issues it raised among American people had become part of the nation's popular culture. 1966, McNamara claims that the war is progressing satisfactorily. 1970, Sir Robert Thompson advises President Nixon in a report prepared at the request of President Nixon counterinsurgency expert Sir Robert Thompson explains that smashing the Viet Cong is a prerequisite for solving the political troubles of South Vietnam. After a five-week secret mission to Saigon in September and early October, at the request of the President, Thompson reported that U.S. and Allied intelligence and police efforts had failed to destroy the communist subversive 
apparatus in South Vietnam. His report concluded that success in other areas of pacification could not solve the basic political problems of South Vietnam after the withdrawal of the bulk of U.S. forces as long as the Viet Cong apparatus remained virtually intact. 1977, Palestinians hijacked German airliner. Also on this day, in 1792, the White House cornerstone is laid. And that is your Cold War history for the 13th of October. So that was pretty uh, interesting, all those nuclear nuclear movies and whatnot. Uh, people were really scared. There was another one, too, War of the Worlds. That uh, was one I'm sure you're familiar with that was broadcast on live radio. And people didn't know it was an invasion of the Martians. And people didn't know if it was real or not. They were listening to the radio, and they're, you know, it was so realistic that people thought the Martians were here. Uh, I even learned that in school. Now, Donald Trump has come out, and he's saying that, and I agree with this, and I'm not even going to read this. I'm just going to talk about it. But he's saying that he's being attacked because the establishment sees him as an existential threat. And I, I, I agree with that 100%. I mean, that's something that just... Uh, goes without saying they're terrified that's why you know if they find out that paul ryan's uh, people are the ones that actually drop that film to nbc or whoever washington post whoever got it i mean that's a pretty big deal that's something that uh i don't know what you would do with the guy then i really don't i don't, I don't know uh how you remedy that situation. So I, I want to say, I hope he didn't do it, but I think he's so, he's so far down now, Paul Ryan, I don't see how he can really be effective. I mean, he might be effective with people, uh, like, uh, the people that I'm trying to think of names and I can't because these people are so obscure. I wanted to say Scalia, but that's not it. The, the, the whip, the house whip, uh, and the house, uh, leader, with those people, he might be effective, but you're already seeing uh, other other congressmen are, are are just smacking him down, man. I mean, it's uh, one came out today, Bridenstine or whatever, and said, you know, Ryan, if you're not for the nominee, I'm not for Ryan. You know that this is something that he's doing vast damage uh, to the to the whole movement, and and the reason is, is because our movement is not his movement. The things that Trump stands for are not what they stand for. They're closer to Hillary Clinton than they are with Donald Trump and the millions of his voters. So what's the point of having him in there? He's a detriment to what we need to get done. He might as well be, you know, he should just be a Democrat. And then there's people that are going to come out and say, oh, but he worked with Jack Kemp and all this. And yeah, and how, how effective was Jack Kemp? He's a good football player. But all these people do is go out of their way to make sure that minorities don't hate him. And they hate him anyway. Because they're so phony. I mean, these people haven't haven't uttered a genuine word out of their mouth in, in forever. They come off as so phony. I mean, I know you see it out there. You, you can't miss it. I just want to see something real quick here. Let me just turn this down. I want to try something. I'm trying to look at my mic. There it is. Yeah, okay. 
All right, so then I guess it's like that. And you got, I, I know I'm not making any sense to you, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize, but it bugs me when stuff like my call-ins don't work. You know, it makes me wonder if I'm not hacked, but I don't think I am. Uh, so I'm just doing some tests here because... Okay, it works now. I, I thought it was... Oh, well. So anyway, yeah, with this Paul Ryan thing, uh, Trump responded to a wave of recent allegations leveled against him in the media by blaming a political and media establishment that views him as an existential threat like they have never seen before. And that's so true. I mean, he was speaking uh, today at West Palm Beach rally. The Republican presidential nominee referenced the spate of stories published over the last 24 hours of women claiming he made inappropriate advances at them and said all of them are totally and absolutely false. There's nothing the political establishment will not do, Trump said. No lie that they will not tell to hold their prestige and power at your expense. And that's what's been happening. And I agree with that uh, completely. And, and again, I, I said before they did this to Herman Cain. When Herman Cain started gaining some traction, uh, they, they rolled out these women who were all in until he got out of the race and then they disappeared. Same thing's going to happen with these women. They've already traced the one, the one that called him an octopus. I mean, was that lady weird? Did you did you guys see that that interview? I mean, this woman was, I don't know what she was, but she was like cool if he would have stayed up on her chest. But then she like, I don't know, man. It was weird. It was totally, absolutely strange. And they traced her uh, to being connected with the Clinton Foundation and with uh, the Hillary campaign and everything else, not just this one, but the last one too. So, you know, they keep these women in reserve. It's always been their plan B. The thing that gets me is you think that Hillary Clinton and her campaign, which I don't think there's any boss of Hillary Clinton's campaign. I think Hillary Clinton's the boss. I think, I think she's just a treacherous old bat. And you would think she would be smart enough not to use something, not to use projection, something so similar to what her husband did, has done. And from what I understand, continues to do. I mean, I wonder if they're ever going to let his son come out and talk. I saw him again last night. I wonder. <laughs> yeah. You'd think they would pick another another way to get at Trump. You know, this is ridiculous. And Trump has, I mean, you saw, you've seen his wife. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, they're lewd, too. You know, Michelle Obama comes out and just acts totally, totally befuddled that he would treat women this way. And then she invites two freaking gangster rappers into her into the White House. You know, this is the kind of hypocrisy. And the media won't cover this. You know, the media, I'm telling you, the media, <laughs> they're the reason why. They're the reason I do this. Because if you just listen to them... If you go have a conversation with somebody that all they listen to is what's on television, and even worse, the ones that just watch, listen to 30 minutes of news, or even if they watch that, or the ones that, that get their news from, from the Comedy Central or whatever that show is, you know, these people are really handicapped, man. I mean, it, the stuff that they believe, I don't know. I'm not sure. Before we Before we run that, let me just give a shout out to everybody in the chat room. Who who all is in the chat room? Let's see. Well, 
All right, let's try that again. I'm having a bad night. Who all's in the chat room? Let's give it a Talk about Navarrete, Theo, Tony, and Milton, Mike, Mike, Sluggo, and Mike, Chilgim, D.O.B., Veggie B., and Sid, Dano B., Derek B., Sean B., and don't forget Big Hang, Don Ice, Sensei, Rock, God bless, Peter Wax, Chuck, Chuck, and Pope, Chuck, El Dorado, George, way back in the day, had all the brothers on the hill. Pork Chuck. We fight for the hands and nobody's a pawn. My name is Ronald Reagan. Today has not been a good radio production day. <laughs> I'm glad the stories were good. Hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Hutch Bailey Jr. on Facebook, Berg's Eye View on Twitter. I'll be over on the Wayne Dupree program next where I don't have to hit any buttons and I can just kind of cool out and listen to the listen to the calls and everything. So if you're going to stay up, meet me over there. Uh, thanks for everyone who's listening live and in the chat room, especially uh, Eldorado George, all you guys. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for letting me into your life for one hour. God bless. Catch you tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.